the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now at nine minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock on this Thursday, the seventh morning of the month of February in the year of our Lord, 2019. I want to get back to the uh, topic that we were discussing in the first half hour of our program. First of all, thank you to Murray Espinosa, who joined me in the second half hour of the uh, of uh, of our number one. Really important information there. Uh, you need to check out TheRemembranceProject.org, TheRemembranceProject.org. Uh, I would appreciate you if you do that. Uh, it, it's, it's very important. She, she, and again, it's one of those things where her race shouldn't matter, her ethnicity shouldn't matter, but it does because it's woke America. She being a Hispanic woman and of Mexican descent, speaking out against illegal immigration from all over the world, including from Mexico, uh, and talking about the limiting of legal immigration as well, because we need to make sure that this country stays vibrant and strong. Her words carry perhaps a little bit more weight than others might. So uh, I do appreciate her. But I want to go back <clears throat> to the top of the show, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on this about... Uh, about the blackface crisis that is going on in this country right now and whether or not it's a real crisis or if it's one that has been manufactured by, again, woke America. Those who, who say that anything and everything that may have been okay in the past is absolutely not okay anymore because we know better now because we're woke. Now, the story, of course, I don't want to repeat the entire thing, but Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, who shockingly was not called to uh, to be held to account for his call for baby murder, literally the murder of newborns, not unborns, but newborns, that was okay with liberal Democrats. But once it then became known that he appeared in his... Um, medical school yearbook dressed as either and it has never been made clear which one he was either uh, a blackface black sambo looking character standing next to a white hooded clansman character or he was dressed as the white hooded clansman character standing next to a black sambo looking uh blackface you know character and I mean full-on blackface minstrel show type thing with the, the, the jacket and the plaid pants and the bow tie and so on and so forth, clearly in the most mocking of ways. That has led to the call for the resignation of Ralph Northam. Now we come to find out that the Attorney General, also a Democrat in the state of Virginia, uh, Mark Herring, has said, yeah, me too. By the way, um, I might as well get this out now because I know people are going to go looking and they're going to find pictures of me dressed in blackface in the 1980s as well. I tried to dress up as Michael Jackson, and I wanted to do, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, rappers, beg your pardon. It was Northam who then said, I did once dress in blackface trying to look like Michael Jackson, and I can moonwalk too. <laughs> he was going to moonwalk to prove his point. But then here comes Mark Herring who says, I was dressing as a black rapper, someone like Curtis Blow. My friends and I did it for a Halloween party one year. We wanted to go as our favorite rapper. And he said it has haunted him for decades that he did that. No, it hasn't. He's lying. He's trying to show woke America that he's repentant for his 1980 sin. How dare he try to look like somebody that he actually liked? Do you know 
that there's a reason why they sell LeBron James jerseys all over the country? Do you know why people want to wear a, a jersey with the name James and the number 23 on the back of it? It's because young people, usually younger, who like him and who want to be like him and who want to dress like him, buy those things so that they can look like him. That's not an insult to want to wear his clothes. Well, when you take that to the next level, looking like him might mean actually trying to look like him. Now, not every day, not to a Cavaliers game, but to a place where you might dress up in costume. For example... As noted, Herring, the the, uh, attorney general in Virginia, wanted to look like his favorite rapper, Curtis Blow. Northam said he once dressed like Michael Jackson. You don't dress like people um, that you don't like. Generally speaking, you don't dress like people you don't like unless you are trying to mock them, which, of course, is how we got started in this conversation in the first place. White people, back in a time gone by, in some of the most, you know, dark, no no pun intended, of course, but the most ridiculously terrible times in our history, the most evil times in our history, in the times of slavery and in the times of immediate post-slavery but pre-civil rights, um, minstrel shows being done where white people would dress like black people or 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 caricatures of black people and dance in such ways to entertain um and it was a complete mockery of black people that is different than trying to look like an honor or say i want to be like this particular person and if you're looking for uh, for an example of the double standard that we're talking about first of all Take a listen to what Megyn Kelly, formerly of Fox News, who went to NBC, said on her show uh, just a few short months ago that ended up getting her fired. Listen to what Megyn Kelly had to say. It's racist because, because so truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, blackface yes. on Halloween or a black person who puts on whiteface yes. for Halloween. Like, I, ba- okay, back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character. I, there was a controversy on The Real Housewives of New York with Luann as she dresses Diana Ross. And she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know. I thought, like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. And I don't know how like that got racist on Halloween. Those comments got Megyn Kelly fired. Who doesn't want to look like Diana Ross? She's beautiful. She's saying that character was not mocking Diana Ross. She was emulating Diana Ross because she's wonderful. Who doesn't love Diana Ross? Those comments got Megyn Kelly fired. Did I mention double standard? Let's move now to Joy Behar. Joy Behar, the uber-liberal co-host of The View, forced to admit on her program, on The View, that she once did exactly that. In a 2016 episode of The View, Joy Behar darkened her skin to look like an African woman for Halloween when she was 29 years old. The segment was focused on the feminist statement of embracing naturally curly hair. This triggered Behar to show off a a photo of her 29-year-old self in the controversial costume, boasting about the natural curls and how cute she was. And yes, she said she darkened her skin. 
Raven Samo, uh, uh, what's, uh, what was her first name? Uh, uh, blah, 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 who was one of the former co-hosts on that show. Or is her first name Raven? Yeah, Raven Simone. I thought that was like a hyphenated last name. Uh, former co-host Raven Simone was shocked when she first appeared on screen saying, Joy, is that you? Joy, are you black? And she said, I was so cute. And she said, are you my auntie, Joy? She joked. Raven Simone did. I was 29. I was a beautiful African woman, Joy Behar said. Oh, you ain't black, Raven Simone muttered in response. Reacting to Raven Simone's clear change of tone, Behar said, why are you so upset with me now? Raven Simone said, did you have tanning lotion on, Joy? She said, I had makeup that was darker than my skin. So she admitted she darkened her skin to look like an African woman. Now, let's try to make a little sense out of this. Joy Behar, screeching liberal harpy of the view, view, probably the most detestable of all, not even probably, the most detestable of all of the liberals and hypocrites on that program. She admitted to dressing in blackface at the age of 29. Dressing like an African woman, just a general African woman, darkening her skin in order to carry that out. She admitted to doing that, and no one has called for her firing. Megyn Kelly simply said, what's wrong with doing what someone like Joy Behar actually did? And she got fired. She got fired from NBC. She didn't do it. She just said, What's wrong with doing it, especially if you're doing it in an honorable way to try to emulate someone that you like, like Diana Ross? So so liberals have us so twisted in knots here, we don't know what we can and cannot believe. Ralph Northam once dressed in blackface, he must be fired. Mark Herring, the lieutenant or the attorney general in Virginia, must once dressed in blackface, he must be fired. This is racist. Joy Behar once dressed in blackface. Crickets. Jimmy Kimmel, once dressed in blackface, in fact, multiple times, dressing like Carl Malone, wearing bl- uh, brown makeup, all uh, not just on his face, but his arms and everything else, while wearing a Utah Jazz jersey to emulate Carl Malone or to actually mock him because he was, you know, he would speak in Carl Malone's thick uh, uh, Southern style accent, <laughs> excuse me, accent in order to mock him. Crickets. Nobody's calling for Jimmy Kimmel to be fired. Jimmy Fallon. Liberal uh, uh, Tonight Show host dressed in blackface. Billy Crystal, I don't know Billy Crystal's politics, he's not very outspoken about it, dressed for years as Sammy Davis Jr. in full-on black makeup. Nobody's freaking out. Megyn Kelly simply says, can't you dress up as somebody you like? That you're not making fun of, but you're actually emulating because you like them? No, you're fired. You don't understand the history and the offensiveness of blackface. How? What are we supposed to do? See, this is what happens when you have a society filled with POSs. And all of these people are POSs. They're perpetually outraged at society. They are the perpetually outraged of society. P.O.S. Ten twenty-seven. Now the Bob Branch Authority continues trying to make some sense out of this uh, out of this country and this society and what we have done and what we are doing. What's what's, what's acceptable? What's not acceptable? And uh, and why? Uh, my friend Khalid Damar. Khalid is online three, but I'm going to hold him because I know we're going to speak and spend a little bit more time uh, after the bottom of the hour news. Uh, I want to go to Tommy, who's been sitting there for a long time, and get him on now before that news break. Tommy in Parma Heights, you're up, sir. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Always a pleasure. 
Thank you, Tommy. Um, I am a little disappointed at this point. First of all, I agree with you when you say, you know, there's a big difference between something done in good taste and something done in bad taste. Definitely. But my, my real point is this. We got all up in arms when they dug so far back into Kavanaugh's life that, let's face it, who doesn't go back to their 20-year-old self and say, boy, that was really stupid. And, I mean, we grow. And I, I just hate the idea that things are being brought up like this, whether we agree with the person or not. And I'm not saying I agree with this Virginia guy or anything. I'm just saying I feel like we're jumping in the mud with these people when we start going after statements or acts that were done when they were in their 20s. I, I think you got to be very careful here. I think, if I may, I, I, I say this respectfully, Tommy. You got to be very careful here. Do not conflate or or find a way to 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 bring onto the same level what they accused of Kavanaugh of doing compared to what this is. Don't you know? Because when you say we, we have to be careful about um, you know going back and judging what people did with youthful indiscretions and saying they have to pay a price for them now, uh, Kavanaugh was accused of rape. Multiple counts of rape, gang rape, sexual assault, and so on and so forth that he did not do. And, 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 and don't, don't provide a moral equivalency here with that with, well, this guy posed in blackface for a yearbook photo. Um, one of the, there are two very, very different things here. Yeah. I, 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 they're very, very different. I think Kavanaugh needed to be needed to be defended vigorously for those for those phony assaults, um, and I don't care because here's the here's the reality of it, Tommy, and I'm sure you agree. If somebody is a professional now who is found to have actually raped women uh, 30 years ago, we don't just say youthful indiscretions. He was only 17 and he was drunk. It's okay, you know. You don't pay a price. You, you, that's a game changer. But the photos and the blackface and so on and so forth are different stories altogether. Tommy, I appreciate the call. I got to get to news. More phone calls immediately after on AM 1420. The ends. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side. And then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1035 now. The Bob France Authority continues. Trying to make some sense out of the new rules about what's acceptable and what's ex- what isn't in 2019 and whether or not 2019 prices should be paid for uh, egregious acts as they are considered to be from 30 years ago or more. I'm in a very, it's a very, like I said, there is no consistency to it whatsoever. People are calling for the firing of governors or the resignations of governors and attorneys general for these kinds of things. Uh, some people are given passes for them. Jimmy Kimmel, Billy Crystal, Jimmy Fallon, uh, uh, Joy Behar. They've all done these things. They get passes. Megan Kelly talks about why are the, why is this such a terrible thing? If you're honoring someone, she gets fired for it. I mean, we're all over the place here. This is what happens when you play identity politics. This is what happens when you pl- when you practice identity politics and you try to score points against some people using identity politics in order to help your side, and then you realize, crap, some people on my side did or are doing the same things. Now what? Now we're in a big old jumbled mess. 
How about perhaps it's time to stop judging people? How about how about we stop with the identity politics? How about we start saying what is the what is the actual message here? If somebody is dressing as Al Jolson and somebody is actually replicating minstrel shows and mocking blacks as a result of that or as a in the course of that, we have to denounce and condemn that as racist. If somebody tried to dress up as somebody they like, that's a little bit different. I didn't do it, but I can tell you I probably would have done it if I could have done it. I was such a big Dr. J fan in the in the 1970s, the late 1970s, as I was a kid growing up. If I could have found myself an Afro wig big enough to match the Doc's Afro when he was in the ABA and then in his first couple of years with the Sixers in the NBA, and then I could have made my skin look like his and wore a Sixers number 6 jersey or a Nets number 32 jersey and gone to Halloween as Dr. J. Julius Bleeping Irving, the greatest basketball player in the history of the world, because that's what he was in my eyes. I loved him, and I loved not just the way he played. I loved hearing him talk. He was the epitome of cool. Loved him. If I had dressed as Dr. J, would it have killed my career today? And if it had, would that be right? Think about that. Khalid Namar is uh, my friend. And uh, a colleague now, of course, because he is the co-host of the Todd Allen Show. You're here on Sunday nights here on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Khalid, how are you, my man? I am perplexed, uh, <laughs> Bob. I am I'm perplexed. I, my head is spinning. And, and, and I think what we're running into is this generational uh, nonsense, as you call it, woke America. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm about 50 in April. You and I are about the same age. We came up in the 80s. Um, we saw a lot of things that we thought were hilarious. And even in the uh, recent years, like you said, we don't know where the standards are. You remember the movie Tropic Thunder where um, uh, Robert Downey played a black man in Tropic Thunder uh, just a few years back. It, it was absolutely hysterical in the movie. Well, we don't know where the standards are because now all of a sudden the comedians that we've known to do this going back to the 80s with Sammy Davis and with even recently Frank Caliendo does Charles Barkley. And so it's like it is confusing. Now, the governor of Virginia is a moron. Uh, no sympathy for the guy whatsoever because of him using race to tear down his opponent at Gillespie. Now he's getting his comeuppance. So I don't have any sympathy for him. Let me, let me add to time. that. before Khalid, before you go on, <clears throat> let me add to that, by the way. I think we have to point out the difference between the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, and his blackface, yeah. if he was the blackface character in that photo, or if he was the, the Klansman, either way. Yeah. That was minstrel show mockery, in my opinion, yeah. if you look at it. He wasn't dressed as, well, as Megyn Kelly said, Diana Ross, or as I just described, Julius Irving, or something like that. He was dressed as just straight-up blackface minstrel show guy, standing next Absolutely. to Klan guy. Or whichever one of those he was in, that was highly offensive. So he should be given no quarter whatsoever for that. I completely agree with you. But I just wanted to point that out, that there is a difference between that and, for example, he he says he, on another occasion he dressed in blackface as Michael Jackson, wanting to, he, he probably wore the red jacket, you know, the red leather with all the zippers on it and, and the one glove and wanted to move. That's a little different. That's a very different yeah. thing to do than what he was actually in that photo in. I just wanted to add that to your point. Go ahead. 
Oh, it, it is. And, and the, the AG who dressed up, as soon as I heard, I read that he was a rapper in around 1980, and I was talking to our producer, I said, I bet you it was Curtis Blow. <laughs> because it wasn't, I knew it, because Curtis Blow was one of my favorite rappers. He was Mine one too. of the few solo rappers at the time. <laughs> so it had to be Curtis Blow, because it was, most rappers were groups at the time. And he gets a pass, because I love Curtis Blow. That's fine. So do I. But, <laughs> but there's a difference, like you said, between dressing up as Curtis Blow, which at that time in the 80s, people did that. We watched television, like I said, with Billy Crystal. We watched people dress up as Mr. T, who I loved as a kid. So, again, these are people now projecting their their eyes back 40 years, and I don't agree with that part of it. And I think the hysteria needs to stop. It is insane. And I'll say this. There are some people who may have done something pretty stupid in the mid-80s or in the early 80s or 1980 when Reagan was in office. I do not, do not necessarily believe that that should disqualify them in 2018 unless it was murder or rape or some crime or something. I do think people should be allowed to grow and change. That's my opinion because there are things that I may have done in the 80s. Heck, I was a lefty in the 1980s, so I'm still which I'm still repenting for. Khalid, here's here's a really interesting part of this, and I want to bring on uh, my, my our producer here and my friend, uh, uh, Doctor Samuel Airman Lockhart. I like to get all of his titles in there. He's a doctor of theology. He's a former uh, uh, retired uh, from the Air Force, so he's an airman, and he is uh, um, uh, he is a pastor as well. So we call him Doctor Pastor Airman uh, Lockhart. Um, who have you met, uh, Samuel Khalid? Do you know Samuel? I, I am ashamed to say I have not, and I need to because I would. Talk okay, to about okay, Doctor Doctor Lockhart, Doctor Lockhart, like yourself, is a black man, and I want to get his perspective on this too. Khalid, when you say people are allowed to change from then to now, I agree. And Doctor Lockhart, you you give me your opinion on this too. I do agree, but what I am also saying is, do they have to repent and change at all if what they did was done in a spirit back then of? of admiration, not in a spirit of mockery. Different than than, than Governor Northam, who, who dressed in a mocking way uh, in that in that blackface photo, versus dressing as Michael Jackson or Curtis Blow or, Di- as Megyn Kelly said, trying to look like Diana Ross, because you love those people and you want to emulate them. I don't think there I has to be apologies that. for that, right? I, I agree. I do not think so, mm-hmm. because, again, first, first we're talking Frank Caliendo right now, does black characters he's done fred brown or james brown he's done uh uh other black characters well he does their voices does he dress like them oh he does he does makeup okay i did not know that okay he did charles barkley makeup on a whole set where he did you know the panel with uh uh brown barkley Shaq. he's done them all on makeup, full makeup so i'm saying that's okay that's fine and i do believe in the spirit of the time in the 1980s where people it was not a big deal Billy Crystal was my favorite, him and Joe Piscopo were my favorite characters on SNL. And we know that Billy Crystal did Sammy Davis, which I absolutely loved. I don't think you should go back in the 1980s when everybody was doing this and then project your values. I don't agree that anybody should repent for that. So I agree with you there. Dr. Lockhart, your thoughts? I agree with everything that's being said, but we also have to understand the music that these people were listening to and the music that we were dealing with as an artist, as a black artist, you wanted the dominant culture to be listening to your music to buy your music. It was a symbol at that time of not being low, but a symbol of honor. I appreciate what they do. I emulate what they do. Matter of fact, we had le- less racial tension then than it seems like we have now. 
Uh, well, I think you're right about that. Uh, strangely enough, we do. Uh, um, uh, to your point about trying to appeal to and reach the white buyer, the white consumer, right? That's what you're saying here. Black Correct. rappers, then, uh, the dominant culture, meaning the culture with the most money, uh, you know, the, the, you want to sell, you want to sell your, your stuff to the white audience. And if they want to dress like you, that's advancing your, uh, financial cause. And I completely agree with that. Compare and contrast that, Dr. Lockhart, to, let's say, the early 90s when gangster rap took hold. Snoop Dogg wasn't trying to reach white audiences. He wasn't trying to reach, reach uh, uh, neither was Dr. Dre, neither was uh, NWA or any of those other groups. They were saying, pardon this, but F y'all, um, we are selling to the hood. We are selling to the hood. We are, we are, we are going to bring our culture out and celebrate it as we see it. And we're going to celebrate guns and killing cops and banging hoes and so on and so forth. They basically said, we don't want white culture to anything to do with it. We are just going to elevate our culture over theirs. That's how, that's how I think the, uh, the dynamics changed from 1980, for example, to 1990. That is correct because yeah. in the nineties it was. All I think about the the left is just hysteric, and I refuse you notice, to engage. Uh, Khalid, hold, hold on a second. Khalid, 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 hold on a second because Dr. Lockhart's talking. Can you looking for Sam Samuel? Can you hear me and can you hear Khalid? I, I don't think I don't think we can all hear each other because you guys were just talking over each other as if you couldn't hear each other. Uh, so make sure we got that punched up correctly. Uh, Dr. Lockhart, finish your thought there, please, and then we'll bring Khalid in. I agree with what you were saying, because in the 1990s, it became a splint off of the rap community where they had, matter of fact, inside the rap community, and Khalid can attest to this, there was a war between the rap communities because gangster rap was taking things over and the other raps wanted to be more middle of the road, as, as to say. Yeah, uh, East Coast, West Coast rivalries, and then, of course, just on the West Coast, you know, the Long Beach versus Compton and all this other stuff. Khalid, go ahead. Your thoughts. Please, yeah, still there. And I okay. just, yes, I'm here. I just want to say that, you know, that the hysterics of, uh, and I think you laid it out perfectly in the last segment, the distinctions need to be made between, say, the AG, what he did, what uh, Governor Northman did, and mm-hmm. so forth, and what people are doing when they're in makeup, emulating someone that they like, versus, or being comedic in today's standards, not with the lips and the black shoe polish and the minstrel show. There's no distinctions made because the left does not make distinctions. So the hysteria that is being created now where everyone now is going back at their political rivals and trying to find their high school yearbooks and all sorts of things so they can smear them in 2018, 2019, 2020. Just wait for 2020. You're going to see a lot of this stuff come out because this is now the zeitgeist, the spirit of the time, where you go back in someone's teenage years or college years, find something that may or may not be offensive today and use it to smear them. And I'm afraid what's going to happen in 2020 because the smear merchants are going to be out in full force. And whether I agree with the person or not, I don't like the way that this country is, is what this country has turned into with this nonsense. And it's all led by the left and their uh, twisting standards, whether it be sexual assault standards or whether it be racial mockery standards. These people are hysterical, and I, I pretty much despise them. Yeah, I do too, uh, gentlemen, both of you, and I and I'm and I'm glad to get your perspectives on this again because uh, I'm sorry, Samuel. Strategic. <clears throat> uh, explain that. What do you mean by strategic? If we have the tribes fighting against one another, then we can come and take over. If we have a divided country, a divided force. 
Yeah, that's that's very well said. That is that is a strategy. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, and and let me ask you both this. Just and I think I know the answer already. This is kind of where the discussion originated. Is about you know actual blackface, not trying to dress like characters or celebrities, like you said. Caliendo does. Kimmel has done. Fallon has done. Behar admitted to doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But actual blackface, the Al Jolson minstrel show stuff. You know, we can all read our history books and say this is why it was offensive to black people then, and it's why it should remain offensive to them now. But I don't need a history book. I got two black, educated, intelligent, intelligent men on the uh, program with me. What do you, what does that mean to you two guys? Uh, Khalid, you first. Go ahead. Well, I'll say that uh, the, the the I study history pretty much every single day, and I do it to get perspective on what it was like for my grandparents and great grandparents and great great grandparents. And the more I learn about it, the more I feel blessed to be living in 2018 and to have been born in 1969 versus 1959 or 29 or 39, because life was just, for many of us, very, very, very different and difficult and downright terroristic in in many ways. So it means to me that there was a history there to be learned from. It It was a time that people just didn't know better. Now we know better. But the key thing is not to become hysterical and drunk off the past to where you don't understand the present. And I think that's what you have a lot of educate, over-educated uh, imbeciles in these college campuses. They are so self-righteous that they don't understand the time that they're living in and their issues that we should be dealing with today. They're so busy trying to prove how much better they are than people 70, 80, 90 years ago. And I think that right now with abortion, you have some people who are vehemently against it, some people who are fans of it, and others who just shrug their shoulders. But in 30, 40 years, someone may ask you, why didn't you do something about late-term abortion? Think about that. Learn That's... from your time and learn from the past to make yourself a better person today. That is, uh, that is very profound, my friend. Um, Samuel, uh, your thoughts on that before we uh, move? I've, I've been brought up in the church. So when someone says something good, you say amen and you keep it moving. Amen. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Amen, Khalid. Uh, listen, I'm glad you called in, my friend. Uh, don't forget, call me back tomorrow so you can give me a little preview of the Todd Allen Show for Sunday night. I certainly will. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thank That's you, Khalid Namar again. He's one of the co-hosts of the Todd Allen Show, uh, or he's a co-host of the Todd Allen Show. It's uh, Sunday nights on AM 1420, The Answer. It's tremendous. He's brilliant. Uh, and that was a very important conversation I think we just had. And I think he's right. we got to study the past uh, to learn from it, uh, not continue to be offended by it. All right. I'm um, going to get a time out here for traffic, come back with more phone calls. And I've got a radical abortion proposal to offer. Since Khalid just brought that part up again, I've got a radical proposal to all of the pro-third trimester late-term abortion advocates. I'm going to offer that up next and get your thoughts on it as we wrap it up at AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1054, final segment of the program. Before I go back to your phone calls, I want to offer a modest proposal here to perhaps uh, help bring some clarity to and maybe a solution to the issue of late-term abortion that is being championed now by the American left in New York, in Virginia, 
in Massachusetts, in Rhode Island, coming soon to Illinois, we know. How about this? If they demand late-term abortions be available to women, meaning in the last trimester, including and up to the moment of, of birth, all to protect the mother's health, which includes mental health, meaning I'm stressed, I don't want the baby, kill it. How about this? Any woman who decides to have that late-term abortion to protect her health must then also have, by law, an immediate hysterectomy to ensure that her health is never threatened in such a way again. Ma'am, we don't ever want you to have to make such a terrible decision again where you have to execute the baby that's about to come bursting forth from your womb. We don't want you to ever have to go through that health scare again, mental or otherwise, so we're going to make sure you can never become pregnant again. It's a legal thing to do now to kill your baby up until the moment of birth, but the law then requires you can't ever uh, uh, get pregnant again. We don't ever want you to go through this trauma again, mental or physical deal and if it sounds drastic it is but you know what else is drastic calling for late-term abortions to be legal whenever a woman says "Eh, that's what i want to do and that's what the mental health part of these bills these laws do they allow them to say that's what i don't want the baby all the way up until the moment of birth and by virtue of mental health she can she can she can legally demand that abortion that murder there was a time when even the pro choice side in this argument in this country declared that abortion should be safe legal and rare we don't want to totally take away a woman's right to choose but it should be rare that she wants an abortion and that's what we need to work toward Cutting down the number of unplanned pregnancies. Safe, legal, and rare. We went from safe, legal, and rare to on demand for any reason up until the moment of birth. What? That is extreme. So if we're going to the extreme on killing babies, then I think we need to go to the extreme on trying to disincentivize that. You want a late-term abortion? Fine, it's legal. But it's also uh, it also comes with a, uh, a hysterectomy immediately, immediately after the procedure. We don't want you to put your health in jeopardy again. Uh, let's go to Ron in Brook Park. Hey, Ron, go ahead. Well, this is why I call, but that's a great idea, Bob. Hey, I don't know if you remember or not. There was a movie made back in the 70s, and it was called Watermelon Man, and it starred Godfrey Cambridge. Do not know that one, no. Uh, look it up if you get a chance sometime. Okay. Anyways, the gist of the movie was, and Godfrey Cambridge, for those who don't know, was a black man. He portrayed, he put on white makeup and portrayed a white suburban guy. And the movie was really hilarious. He started to turn black throughout the movie, okay? And he was actually drinking milk, taking milk baths and everything else, trying to regain his whiteness again. And where I'm going with this is the, the point is nobody but nobody, white or black, was offended by that movie. Could you imagine today even calling a movie Watermelon Man? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a more recent one. Uh, in 1986, did you ever see the movie Soul Man? Uh, no, I didn't. Starred C. Thomas Howell as a white uh, um, a medical school student who couldn't get in. Couldn't get into medical school. Uh, I believe, and I'm. Try, I'm, I'm 
totally summarizing the plot here, but he couldn't get in because of, you know, he was on the borderline or whatever, but you got extra points for being black. So he dressed black. He made his skin black, dressed in blackface, wore curly haired wig, yada, yada, and, uh, and got accepted to medical school because he was black. And then, of course, he fell for a black girl and the whole thing about trying to conceal his whiteness and so on. And nobody, nobody got freaked out by it. Nobody got freaked out and said, oh, my God, this is the most racist thing ever. People laughed at it and said, that's funny and that's silly and it's entertainment and that's the way that it is. But now, in 2019, no, 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 no. Now we're woke enough to know that that was offensive. Now we're woke enough to know that that was racist and we can't allow such things. Look, I'm sorry if I left people on hold and I see a whole bunch of people there, but uh, a lot of important things we had to discuss today and we had to get out. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.